Are you that weirdo that keeps bringing up extraterrestrial butt stuff at happy hour? Well, good, because this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Happy Hour Gets Weird. I like how it's just on the fly every time. (laughs) It's just organic. Are we going? We're on. We're going. Hi. Hello. We're back. Did you miss us? Because we missed you. We did. I mean, it feels like it's been... A million years. Yeah. I'm now 75 years old. And you don't look a day over 80. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Cassie. And I'm Tiffany. And this is Happy Hour Guess weird. weird. We're the podcast where we have cocktails and talk about weird shit. Tons I- of cocktails and tons of weird shit. I actually almost just said tons of cock. But then I was like, I have a drink in my mouth. Seriously, are you trying to ruin our sound studio? Uh, Freudian <laughs> slip. Okay. This week we're drinking an illusion. It's Midori, vodka, pineapple, lemon, and just a whole bunch of delicious green stuff. Tiffany is our resident bartender, so she mostly does the recipes and the cocktails. I try to find something good. I've never had this before, and we wanted to do something a little different with the Midori. It's pretty good. It's fruity. It's tropical. I think we both like it a little heavier on the pineapple. Yeah. So it's less the, Jolly Rancher, uh, more, yes, less less Jolly Rancher, more tropical. Less Jolly Rancher, more vodka. Yes. But as always, we'll have our recipe on our Instagram. Yeah. Happy Hour Gets Weird Pod. Uh, we post our all of our cool artsy content on Instagram, our drink recipes, any behind the scenes of the podcast, any extra information that didn't get on the podcast. Um, so if you're on Instagram, come find us. Happy Please. Hour Gets Weird Pod. If you're not on Instagram, start an Instagram so you can come find us. Also, that's where you can send us stories. We would love to hear stories of your weird experiences or any feedback. Uh, all right. So we are back from the holidays. I had a great holiday. I had lots of family over we went did a lot of traveling um my kids had a great christmas i had a great christmas new year's was new in with the new out with the old yes out with old in with the new and um i did get stuck in that weird time warp between christmas and new year's where where you um forget to shower don't know what day it is you don't know what day it is you don't know what time it is you don't know your name where you live how to get to the grocery store you've been going to for three years straight. I got I got warped in there. At one point, my husband actually asked me if I went outside in the rain because my hair looked wet. <laughs> and, and you I just said, hadn't showered? I just hadn't showered. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, nope. I had no idea what day it was for a full week. Yeah. And speaking of missing time, that is the perfect segue to our topic this week. It is fucking alien abduction. I'm so excited. It is fantastic. I mean, I almost sang the X-Files theme song, but then I didn't know if we'd get sued. So just imagine that in your head right now. I'll do it. Don't. We'll get I sued. will do it so just off key enough that nobody will know what it is and we won't get We're sued. We're really excited about this episode. It, it's one of our favorite subjects, topics. Yes. I mean, and I didn't, I was doing a little bit research in paranormal UFO and ufology and all of that stuff falls under paranormal. Makes sense. So paranormal is kind of what we're both into. 
and UFOs under the umbrella of paranormal. I'm rambling. I'll stop. This is our wheelhouse. So anyways, before we get into that. You had some business. I have a little business. Okay. I just want to first start out by saying thank you so much to all of our listeners. We have three different countries. We have the Philippines, Australia, Canada, United States. I think we I didn't see the Philippines. I saw the other ones. Yes, we Ooh. have the Philippines. Um, and we have, we're up to like 12 states at this point. Yeah, we have a lot of states. We have uh, Kentucky. We see you. We see you. We're here for you. Yeah, we. this episode specifically, we dedicate it to the state of Kentucky. We do. We should dedicate an ep- our episode every time. Yeah. That's a good idea. Starting from now on, we will always dedicate our episode, and this week's episode is dedicated to Kentucky. Kentucky. So I just wanted to start out by saying thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support, and we hope you love this as much as we do. We love doing it. We're having a great time, in case you can't tell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We put in a lot of work behind the scenes, but then when you think about it, it's I don't consider it work because we just research the topics we love and we have drinks, which we both love to do, and we talk to each other like we normally would, but we're building a community and I want this community to get bigger. I would love to have discussions and the way that that happens is how the podcast works is the more subscribes and the more reviews you have, the more they promote you and the more that... Um, you get promoted, the bigger the community gets. So if you love us, leave us a review. Um, it would really help us um, to get out there more and build our community. Yes, and we're working really hard every episode to make sure that our sound is better, to make sure that our content is better, um, even though it is fun Which... and we don't really talk about it. Um, we definitely are always trying to make our episodes better. What I wanted to do is I wanted to read a review. Okay. And this one comes from Aaron Shane KWA. And Aaron says, five out of five stars. Content is fresh and keeps me entertained. 10 out of 10 love. Well, thank you so much, Erin. 10 out of 10, we love you. Yes, we give you a 10 out of 10. And thank you so much. We appreciate that. All right. Thank you. Are you ready? Let's get into it. Are you scared? Um, No, I'm not scared. Not yet. (laughs) I'm I'm always a little bit scared. Okay. So as we said at the top, our subject for this week is alien abductions. Um, I have a story that is pretty famous, and if you are well-versed in the alien ufology world, world, then you might already know it. Let me start with my sources so I don't forget. A website called theblackvault.com. Mm. It's mysterious and cool. Also an article on the Claremont Sun okay. and kentucky.com slash news. Really? Yes. Kentucky loves it. In 2012, the Pioneer Playhouse of Danville, Kentucky, decided to create a play inspired by one of the many alien encounters to come out of their state. Although the play wasn't a literal retelling, it is set in the present day, for example, the play's creators are quick to cite a particular alien abduction and the following investigation as their source material. The play was called High Strangeness. (laughs) I love it. 
On January 6, 1976, Mona Stafford, Louise Smith, and Elaine Thomas had an experience they will never forget. They were abducted. All my life. Yeah, not one. Three. Before we get into that, I thought that I would start by just telling you a little bit about the women. Okay. This is information from during that time. Mona Stafford was 36, a secretary for her father's trailer park, although she had previously owned an arts and crafts store. She was divorced in 1970, lived a pretty quiet life, and attended Hilltop, Hilltop Church of Christ. Louise Smith was 44 years old. She was widowed young and raised her daughter and son into adulthood as a single mother. She was a grandmother who loved art, as did the other two women. She painted and sketched as a hobby. She was employed as an extension assistant for the Casey County Extension Office, where her duties included visiting families in the county and counseling them on food prep, preservation, nutrition, etc. She was a gospel singer for the Baptist Church. Everyone who was later interviewed about Louise, from police to ministers, had nothing but nice words about her. Elaine Thomas was 48 years old and a homemaker. She was married and had a daughter and three grandchildren. She was also a lifelong churchgoer at the Church of Christ. Mona, Louise, and Elaine were at Louise's trailer hanging out when they decided that since it was Mona's 36th birthday, they should celebrate with a late dinner. They knew of a restaurant that was a little out of town, but for one, it was open late, and for two, there was a painting there that the women wanted to sketch. Like I said, they were really into art. The women drove Louise's 1976 Chevy Nova, which she had just purchased that day, the 29 miles to the Redwood Restaurant in Lancaster, Kentucky. Did they have meatballs there? I, I don't know if they had meatballs there. Why? I just love meatballs. Oh, my God. That's your only contribution so far? I'm sorry. Who doesn't love meatballs? I mean, I love meatballs, too. I don't know. <laughs> sorry. Okay, Jesus. I just love meatballs. <laughs> You say restaurant, I think of meatballs. I think meatballs. This is not a word association game, Cassie. <laughs> All right. So Sorry. the women had dinner and sketched and generally had a good time. I mean, that does sound like a good time. It does sound fun. And I like how they were kind of like spur of the moment. Oh my gosh, it's your birthday. Who cares if it's 9 p.m.? Let's go to dinner. Yeah. Also, I just want to note... For any skeptics out there, none of the women had any alcohol with their meals. Okay. So clearly it wasn't us at dinner, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so I have a question. Was this, you probably already said this. Was this rural Kentucky? I think that they lived in a small town and I think that Lancaster was bigger because nothing in their town was even open late. So I'm assuming okay. it was like they drove 30 minutes. Okay. Kind of like how I'm from a really small town and if you drove 30 minutes in either direction, it was a not big town, but a medium, you know. 100,000. Yeah. Okay. So I'm assuming that was the situation. All right. So the women ate, had a great time, sketched, whatever. The three women left the restaurant at 11.15 and headed down Highway 78 towards home. Suddenly, all three women saw a bright red light in the sky. Okay. Mona thought an airplane was on fire. Oh. As they moved closer to the light in the sky, Louise lost control of the car and it began speeding at 85 <gasps> miles per hour. Shut up. Even though her foot was off the gas pedal. Okay. Now I'm fully. You're in. You're in. I'm invested. The car seemed to drive itself and Louise couldn't control it even after Mona reached over and grabbed the steering wheel to try to help her. So two women on the steering wheel, the car's driving itself 85 miles an hour. The women were soon confronted with the object that that they had seen in the sky. It was huge, 
One report was that it was as large as two houses. Another woman said it was like two football fields. Guess it depends on the house. Yeah. (laughs) It was a metallic disc-like object with a dome on top and red lights around the middle. So your typical... UFO. UFO, flying saucer, Mm disc-like, Mexican hat style, however you want to describe it. Sombrero style, however you want to describe it. I like sombrero style. I've never heard that before. I will never look at sombreros the same. The UFO stayed alongside the car, filling its interior with a white light and a kind of fog. Oh, interesting. The women's eyes burned and they could barely see. What the freak? The last thing they recalled was the car being led backwards into a nearby pasture. Wait, what? The women found themselves back on the highway headed towards home. They were scared, tense, and had painful burns on areas of their skin. When they finally arrived at Louisa's home, they noticed the time, 1.20 a.m. This meant that their 39-mile trip that usually took around 45 minutes had taken them over two hours. Shit. The women had lost time. They were so shaken, they even went to a neighbor to confirm the hour. The women immediately called the police and the nearby naval station. Neither of them really did anything, except for some reason that I don't, I'm not really sure why. The naval station informed the local news station, and the story hit the press. I don't really know why that happened. It didn't give an explanation on any of the articles I read. Yeah, why would they inform I the don't news know. Station? They sure as shit wouldn't do that now. Um, Weird. Yeah. So what the year sto- is this again? I'm 76. 76. Okay. So the story hit the press. Shit got, shit went wild. When MUFON investigator Jerry mm-hmm. Black heard the story, he immediately reached out. There were so many errors in that sentence, I can't believe I read it correctly. (laughs) At first, the women resisted, but finally agreed to a meeting. Black found the women still shaken. They had all lost weight since the incident. Mm -hmm. They were in physical pain. Mm -hmm. They also each had a red half-dollar-sized burn on their neck. Interesting. Louise claimed that the hands on her watch to move erratically after the event, she couldn't focus at work, and her pet bird would fly into the corner of her cage and act terrified when she approached. Which makes me think something maybe radiation? Uh, I don't know. That's, I don't know either. That's weird. It's, it's scary to think of your pet suddenly being afraid of you. is really creepy. Yeah, it is. It, maybe um, implant waves or I, something? I don't know. It's, it's disturbing. They all had trouble remembering events, and Black said they seemed close to a breakdown. Black wanted MUFON to investigate the case. He wanted the women to undergo regressive hypnosis. Mm -hmm. He believed that remembering would help them recover from their trauma, because they were all obviously... They felt like something happened, but didn't remember it, so they couldn't... They couldn't couldn't process it and then recover and get better. Right. So they were just kind of like sitting in this horrible experience. Right. Again, at first, the women refused the hypnosis. I I mean, I just think that they were truly terrified. Yeah. I think that they were afraid to even remember. Yeah. Finally, after MUFON agreed not to publish any findings until the women felt comfortable with it, they agreed to the hypnosis. Dr. Sprinkle was brought in for the real therapy session. Is that a real name? Yes. And I've heard of him before, and I think it's the sil- like the funniest name I just love it. Dr. Sprinkle. It's Dr. very Sprinkle. silly. Yes. So the first, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I, uh, I, I'm obsessed. <laughs> Dr. Sprinkle. Ice cream man, ufologist. Yes. Dr. Sprinkle. 
So the first session did not go well. I think it was just still too fresh and too traumatic for the women. It, they basically, they didn't really get anywhere because I believe it was Louise that they tried to um, hypnotize first. And I think that she just kind of had like a, a breakdown. Okay. A little time passed and they all kind of stayed friends. They just, they talked, Dr. Black and the women all talked, but they kept it friendly. They didn't talk about the like, experience. Um, how are you? Yeah, I'm they good. just wanted to maintain the relationship. Okay. So a little time passed and Black decided that the only way to push forward with this was to make a deal with the National Enquirer. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I know, I know. Although the Enquirer didn't have the best reputation, they could fund the project and bring back the therapists and scientists needed to study the women. Okay. They also had a well-known UFO investigator that did have the good reputation that the Enquirer lacked. His name was Bob Pratt. You mean Dr. Sprinkle didn't have a good reputation? <laughs> Dr. Sprinkle wasn't with the Enquirer. He wasn't, he was with he MUFON. wasn't taken seriously. He, Dr. Sprinkle was with MUFON. But apparently the National Enquirer had Bob Pratt, and I guess he was a big deal in the UFO community. Okay. They also brought in a skeptic with Detective James Young, who would administer a polygraph test. Okay. So the Enquirer, I mean, you know, doesn't have the best rep, but it does have the money and the connections, basically. Deal with the devil. Yeah. If you will. Yes. So National Enquirer sponsor us. <laughs> this episode brought to you by the National Enquirer. <laughs> the women began the session with the polygraph test, which they all passed without any signs of deception. Okay. Even Detective Young was surprised and began to reconsider his stance after they all did so well on this polygraph. He knew that they weren't lying. I mean, I don't know. A polygraph, I, a polygraph, I feel like... I don't trust polygraphs, I don't. but I think that... I mean, you could be nervous or embarrassed and it could feel deceptive. Or it could read as deceptive. Yeah, I mean, I don't personally trust polygraphs, but I feel like if all three of them are totally calm and maintaining, like, composure mm -hmm. and not showing any signs of of anything, of any sort of distress or nervousness, I think that that would reinforce the idea that they were telling the truth, at least in their own mind, the experience happened. Okay. And also, this was his job, so he obviously believed it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess an experienced polygrapher... Believes what they're doing, right? Yes. They And they know how to read people. I think the polygraph or human behind the polygraph is better than the machine. Yes. So after the polygraph, which like I said, they all passed, the women worked with Dr. Sprinkle on the regressive hypnosis. Okay. This is what they remembered. It's it's about to go down. Yeah. Oh. All three women were taken aboard a craft. Nothing sexual was done to them. Okay. But they were pearl Boring. <laughs> but they were, thank God, <laughs> Jesus. But they were put in humiliating situations. Okay. Louise's exam was done on a table. Elaine was inside a capsule with a noose-like object around her neck. And Mona was in a type of chair. Their bodies were scanned, their limbs examined, and sometimes bent backwards or at odd angles. <gasps> Two of the women remembered a warm liquid being applied to their bodies, which totally reminds me of the movie Fire in the Sky. And it fucking freaks me out. That sounds like a, Ugh. that is pretty common a lot uh, oh, among abducted, uh, abductee stories is a, like a warm lube, if you will. Yeah, yes. Oh, God. Uh, no. Applied to their body. The figures doing these exams were somewhat hidden. They seemed to glide by and had large, dark eyes. Mona Stafford described an eye exam. Quote, I could see a light at the end of a tunnel which looked like a volcano with a jagged edge, unquote. 
At this point, she described great pain in the eyes, just like they'd been pulled out, she said. Mona recalled a single, bright purple eye with radiating lightning-like rays. Elaine described two eyes from a round head in a deep darkness. One eye, she said, was a beautiful blue encircled by a blue membranous lid, like a turtle, and the other eye appeared dark. Elaine, who recalled the most about their abductors, said that there were several small figures about four feet tall. Louise tried not to look at the alien beings because she was so frightened, but added that their hands looked like jagged wingtips. They all said aliens communicated with telepathy. Okay. After the women had told their... Okay, can I ask a question? Yes. Communicated with each other? No, with them, I think. Or with them, with the women? I think that they meant with them. Okay. I mean, uh, all together. I don't that's think... That's a common... That's yeah, a, that's a common... That's common also. Yeah. After the women had told their stories, none of the investigators had any doubts as to the legitimacy of their claims. Furthering their case, others in the Lancaster area saw a UFO that night. Okay. Reports were made about reddish-orange lights and large luminous objects in the sky that night. Teens saw a UFO flying... And because their teenagers were like, fuck it, let's follow it. And they chased the UFO until it was out of sight. And they reported the craft to the police that very night. Significantly, the owner of the pasture that the women were taken from reported an unusually low-flying object shooting a beam of light to the ground. In over 40 years, none of the women's stories have ever been disproved. Wow. And that is the story of the abduction of Mona... Louise and Elaine. That's pretty fucking scary. It's scary and it's one of the most widely believed, corroborated, the most evidence. They had a lot of research done on them. They they were never proved to be deceptive. Or liars. Yeah. Or... And like I said, a lot of people in the area saw the craft. So, I mean, if it wasn't aliens, it was something. I mean, I just don't. I want to know why them. Was it random? I think that's the question everybody wants to know. And also it's very, I feel like it's so unusual that it's three women all taken. Yeah. Bizarre. Oops, I just punched the mic. (laughs) I didn't mean to. Oh my gosh, that was fantastic. Thank you. You did a great job. Thank you. And now you have something to add. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I'm just going to talk about a little bit about signs that you might have been abducted i'm so terrified right now and you know what oh god a lot of these women had the symptoms of abduction yeah so i further corroboration yeah okay it's wild and crazy okay um so i am going to read there's a list online from metro uh news okay and it was an article published by rob waugh um january 2015 now he got his information from humansarefree.com okay and humans are free did a an article it's called strong evidence of alien abductions and basically they talked to people that said that they were abducted and gathered all of the symptoms that they were having after the abduction Mm -hmm. and then they made a condensed list of 72 oh shit 
possible signs of alien abduction. That's a lot of signs. Detailed by abductees. Well, then Metro okay. and Rob Waugh did uh, the top 13. Okay. Um, so I am going to go through Rob's list. Okay. And um, they're interesting. It's scary. If you have had these signs or are experiencing these signs, you might want to look into this. You might want to. Yeah. Now it says um, hypnotic regression, which Louise Mm -hmm. and Mona and Elaine participated in is often used to recall information. But sometimes it's not really necessary. It's spontaneously recalled. Okay. Now, some abductees, after they're abducted, they could, their life could change dramatically. They could become like a born-again Christian or get on the opposite um, spectrum, become heavy into alcohol and drug abuse. And their behavior can come become very excessive and very erratic. Okay, number one. And these are in no particular order. Okay. Lost time. Missing hours, missing days, any time that you cannot remember what happened or account for. Story of my life. Okay. Yeah. Well, that doesn't include alcohol abuse. Oh, okay. Never mind. Okay. (laughs) So if you're missing time from alcohol or drug abuse, no judgment here, but that doesn't count. Oh, okay. 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 (laughs) Um, Two, marks on your body. So any unexplained marks, burns, scratches, scars. My husband is constantly covered in scratches and he doesn't know where they come from. Um, particularly ankles, wrists, back. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, and um, more specifically, um, like a laser-like cut. Okay. Like a very clean cut. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Not scratches like you walk through a blackberry bush. Okay. You know, in a drunken stupor. Okay. I feel attacked. Sorry, (laughs) I won't do that again. (laughs) Number three, humming noises at night. Oh, oh, fuck no. Yeah. Specifically when you're falling asleep. Okay. Number four, the feeling of being watched. Oh, Also, especially at night. Okay. Number five, sleepwalking. Yeah, so sleepwalking could be a symptom of abduction. Okay, that's weird. Number six, sinus problems. Okay. Um, now, this could be a lot of people I was reading um, feel like they have had some kind of implant in their sinuses. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, but among sinus problems, it could be a rash. Mm-hmm. Some kind of rash. Um, a lot of rashes, actually are reported after um, someone thinks they've been abducted. Okay, that um, makes sense. Strange rashes. I mean, not only from whatever happened to them, but also rashes are a way that your body handles trauma of any kind. Really? Yeah, like if you're starting to get sick, a lot of times you'll have a rash because it's like your body fighting off things. Or you know if what? you that go makes through sense. a stress, like you stress can get a rash. Hives. Yeah. Yeah, that makes it, that makes sense. Sometimes when I'm stressed, I get... Um, yeah, because it's your body being like... Ugh. On my must like a hive mustache yeah. on my top lip. I'll get hives. It's your body protecting you, creating the mustache so you look stronger <laughs> to fight off whatever the fuck is happening. It's amazing. It's basically just a, a psychological wall being built it between is. me and it's, other people. It is. It's Stay really away good. from the lady. Do you see this red with mustache? With the rash mustache. 
<laughs> I will fuck up your world. Okay. Thank you, stress. That's awesome. Thank you. Number seven, dreaming about animals. Ooh, okay. Owls and wolves <gasps> in, oh, in God, particular. Owls, fuck it. Okay. Yeah. Number eight, turning vegetarian. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I don't really know why. Hmm. Um, it didn't really explain why. I can look into that if you're curious. That's an interesting one. Or if you know why. Let us know. Please let me know. I'm. I, Are you a rashy vegetarian who was abducted by aliens? Yeah, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat here. I want to know. I want to know. Number nine, low self-esteem. Okay. It's not you, it's them. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't really know. You're covered in rashes. You have low protein in your body. You have low self-esteem. You have unexplained cuts and marks. I feel like you low self-esteem I mean, is makes kind sense. Of, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, it's a lot. You're a mess. You're a hot mess. Yeah. Number 10, blood on your pillow. Oh, God, that's scary. Oh, no, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't really know what that's about. <sighs> okay. Number 11, your TV goes funny. <gasps> They're here. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. You're freaking me out. Number 12 says scary cupboard, which is, um, I guess maybe it happened in your cupboard. Like, um, the people that say they were abducted said that they were scared of a particular cupboard in their house or closet in their house. Like something walked out of it. Okay. That is scaring the shit out of me. Cause I always have to have my closet door shut when I go to bed. Or maybe that they were brought in there or something oh, or something did, was waiting there. I don't know. Taking and number 13 is taking vitamins compulsively. I think that is because your body feels like it's lacking in a nutrient after their examination. So one of the abductees says, I kept telling myself it was because I wanted to be healthy. Yeah. So maybe their body was like, had a feeling of lacking in nutrients or maybe. Because that's why you crave some foods too, is because your body knows you're lacking a nutrient. Right. So, I mean, that's pretty freaky. All of those things are scary. And it's also like. If I had any of those, I would also be thinking, is my house haunted? Yeah. You know, oh, those God. are all very, those could be um, haunting symptoms too. Not all of them, but Maybe some of them. Maybe alien, I mean, what if alien stuff and haunting stuff is connected? Well. This is freaking me out. That is. This is the problem with believing in everything. You're scared of everything. You know, here, here's the thing. If we get into that, it's we're about to go down the rabbit hole because there are a lot of beliefs out there that they, like, it's all connected. Like, it's, you know, I'll... I'll like, is it another dimension? Right. Multi-dimensional what? thinking? Oh, my God. Okay. Can I just say something that I remembered? Yeah, of course. A weird experience. When I lived in my old house our old rental one night in the it was nighttime and um everybody was in bed yeah and i heard an extremely loud sound on my roof mm -hmm. like there was a helicopter sitting on top of my roof really that's how loud it was yeah it was crazy i don't it was, it was, that's the only way I can explain it. It was like a helicopter was sitting on top of my roof. I ran outside like an idiot, like the idiot in the horror movie who, who you're like, why would you fucking run towards it? Cause I thought that it was a legit helicopter. I'm like, they're looking for a, 
an ex-con. Yeah, yeah. And I ran outside and nothing was there. And then I came inside and the sound was gone. Weird. Yeah. And my husband, we weren't married at the time, but my husband and I both heard it and it was very strange and disturbing. And I think that it's crazy that if it were a helicopter, I would have seen it when I ran outside because helicopters are not that fast. And like I, you heard the woo, 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 Yes, woo, inside sound? my house. Yes, inside my house. Like something was sitting on my roof. And when I ran outside, nothing was there. And my landlord was like, maybe it was the pipes. And I'm like, the the, the old pipes in this uh, 2007 house? Like, what are you talking about? It so was you strange. you heard something enough to contact your landlord? Yeah. Yes, I told him. Okay, so when you said you heard something like a helicopter, I was thinking like a thump? No, I heard like the sound of a helicopter. Like yes, like ooh, that. Ooh. Yeah, it was weird. And then it was wow. gone. And it was a shared experience. Yeah. Because your husband yeah. heard it too. Yeah. Ooh, that's freaky. I remembered that when you, what, when, on one of the things that you said. Oh, the, the you hear a humming. Humming. Yeah. That, or clicking. It could be clicking. Yeah, that made me think. Um, also, too, I read another article. I don't remember the name of it. It couldn't, it may, maybe it wasn't even an article. But the beeping of a car alarm, like a boop, boop. Oh, that was on Hellier. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. Uh, um, shut of a car Yes, door. or a baby cry. Mm-hmm. Or a baby cry. Oh, God. Hellier I mean, is so good. As a parent, though, I feel... Um, we just hear that a shower, I hear the uh, baby crying every time I'm in the shower. And I think yes. that's just something in your, like, reptilian brain. Well, I think that that is a callback to the reptilian brain because we are trained to hear the sounds of our baby crying. We are trained to hear a high-pitched sound. Yes. Because that is how we are protecting our offspring survival so maybe that is why you hear it because that's like one of the most ancient sounds that humans have always paid attention to Mm -hmm. since the beginning of time is a baby crying Mm -hmm. yeah oh god i'm so terrified right now okay what is happening we're going down the rabbit hole okay you mentioned hellier and i just want to say fantastic show Season, I have watched season one and season two. Yes, it's very good. On Amazon I think Prime. I have one episode left on season two. It is I try so to good. save something for myself when I'm binging. I'm like, okay, just stop. Just have one thing for something tomorrow. Something to look forward to. Yes. <laughs> that was a fantastic show. Yeah. Really, fantastic. I really can't good. wait for season three. I, wanna, I just want to do that. I just want to go around and just. That would be pretty cool. In our Airstream. Seriously, 2020 is looking amazing. <laughs> well, I think that that's our show for today. Yeah. You know, I I, I do want to uh, make a shout out to our Definitely. friend, Natalie. <gasps> Hi, Natalie. Hi. Okay, so she has, her and her husband put themselves out there and they opened a restaurant in our local town of Yuba City. And we just want to, they're coming up on their one year anniversary of being open. And the name of the restaurant is? Lambert House Cafe. And I just wanted to give her a little love because they work really hard. And I will say that it is my favorite breakfast spot in town. And both of my daughter's favorite. They both love it there. because they, they like how they can color in the book. And they like the pancakes there. And I they have um, very special sourdough pancakes. The sourdough pancakes are my favorite pancakes I've ever had. Delicious. I always like to have a dessert after my breakfast, and I have a pancake after my normal breakfast foods. Oh, my gosh. That's a great idea. Yeah. I don't do that. I just eat pancakes for breakfast. <laughs> nope. I have two breakfasts when I go. <laughs> so a little bit about Lambert House Cafe. It's in Yuba City. 
California. If you live there or you're traveling through, please stop and search. It's super cute inside. It's colorful and fun and adorable. And they always have local art on the walls. It's great. I mean, Natalie herself is very artistic. I've known her 10 plus years now. She's an amazing woman. And, um, and anyone that has ever worked in a restaurant knows how much work that is. Yeah. She is a restaurant owner. She has two little kids. Her husband is in a local band. So a little bit about them. They're open seven days a week from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. And they serve breakfast and lunch. Breakfast is served all day. Lunch starts at 11. You can dine in, take out, catering. And it's in a historical building in Yuba City, and it's also available to rent for private parties. And it's super cute. And like, so like a birthday party or a tea party, holiday party. I mean, it's a really cool historic space. It's And it's really cute. So they're located at 208 Bridge Street in Yuba City, California. They're on the corner of 2nd Street and Bridge Street, and they're soon going to be offering beer and wine. Oh. Maybe we'll do an episode in there. Yeah, baby. So Valentine's Day is their one-year anniversary. So So cool. Go to their um, social media pages, and you can check out their menu. They post a special every day. It's Lambert House Cafe on um, Facebook and Instagram. And if you're interested in catering services, you can call them at 530-674-3544. And they have um, catering available for any budget. So check them out. They're really good. I've heard definitely, nothing but good Definitely things. check them out. Great food. Great people. Yeah. And tell them. If you go in, tell them. Cassie and Tiffany from Happy Hour Gets Weird sent you. Yay. I mean, Natalie would just die, really. She, she would, would die love it. If someone came in and said, you know, Cassie and Tiffany recommended this place. Yay. So. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. We are having a great time, and we hope you are, too. And also, it's the beginning of a new year. And it's looking pretty good so far. We have a lot of amazing and exciting topics coming up that we're super excited about. Yeah, we can't wait to talk about them. And if you have a topic that you want to talk about, want us to talk about. Or a story that you think has been underserved. Oh, yeah. That you want to bring attention to. Yeah. Email us at happyhourgetsweird at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at happyhourgetsweirdpod. You can DM us. You can leave us a comment. You could, you know. However you got to find us. We're a small platform, but we love to use it. Yeah. Yeah. We'd love to talk about um, important topics and weird topics and. And and cool topics and fun topics. Yeah. And weird, weird shit. Weird shit. So um, reach out. And on that note, happy 2020. Happy 2020. And it's been a long, cold winter. So don't forget, hydrate, meditate, and masturbate. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Thank you.